Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of R&R. Just a reminder that these short, smaller episodes, you'll get either Rachel or I, and these are just designed to give you some rest and relaxation, maybe a little rejuvenation as you head into your weekend. I started out by saying you either get Rachel or myself on these R&Rs, but today you get uh, a little bonus because not only do you get me, but you get Matt May. Hello. Say it again. Hello. Matt, thanks for your willingness to be back on the podcast again. So let's just start with the, the one question, the burning question, the question that everyone wants to know, and that is, how are you? Well, in a lot of ways, I am really, really good. Um, you know, physically, I feel great. I'm going out, I'm exercising. Um, if anything, the hard part is making myself go out and exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all my, my counts look good. Um, still working on some, uh, some smaller stuff. But um, big picture, things are looking really good. Well, I know everyone out there is going to be so excited just to hear your voice and just to hear that you are doing well. And uh, you kind of make it look easy, right? Uh, And it's been, I was doing the math. um, So we found out that your cancer was back in April 14th. 14th. And And so April 14th and this weekend will be the 14th of November. So there's been a lot that's happened during that, that time and you have come a long way. So... Uh, and, and I think you and I both agree that, that we just know that that's just the power of prayer and how everyone rallied behind you. Absolutely. Don't do anything alone. Isn't that the truth? So Matt, one of the questions I get asked most often is like a lot of people don't understand like what really went down with your transplant. And so when you say you're doing good and you're exercising and you feel great, uh, and again, that makes it sound awfully easy, but can you just kind of walk people through kind of um, where you're at on this path to recovery and what happened? Yeah, so uh, my experience with transplant is pretty unlike anybody else. Um, my transplant did not take, um, and my body rejected the donor. But instead of being stuck in no man's land with no immune system, my own bone marrow recovered, which is pretty out there, pretty rare. And so because of that, we didn't have to worry about graft versus host disease or and the host of complications that come with that because mm-hmm. that's a really, mm-hmm. really nasty deal. And that is what a majority of the trouble that comes with transplant is focused around is that graft versus host disease. And of course my situation comes with its own host of, uh, uncertainty Mm -hmm. with, you know, if we don't know what's really going on and this is uncharted territory and, you know, are we, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, you said that, that your, your situation is rare. Um, and I think that might be minimizing the situation. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Um, the head of transplant of bone marrow transplant at KU, uh, has lots of connections, a very, very smart, um, Mm -hmm. well-connected person. 
and called across the country and really struggled to find anyone who had seen somebody go through the sort of treatment that I had and still be able to recover, which is kind of nuts. It is kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts. And and it leads me to this next question that, again, I get asked all the time, like, so, and I'm going to tell you, it's a question that I'm uncomfortable because I don't know how to answer it. So I'm interested in how you'll answer it is like when people say, so is this a miracle? What do you say to that? Uh, To that I say... Yeah, it depends on your definition of a miracle. Um, You know, for some people, every day is a miracle. Mm. And I think this, my experience has been an opportunity to see things that way. And so whether or not you choose to see something as a miracle, that's completely up to you. And, you know, I, I don't. I don't know, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's almost like I don't feel qualified to, to determine if it's a miracle or not, right? Yeah. But I agree with you that this day and this life that you've been given and the fact that you're here and you have good counts and you don't have graft versus host disease um, is certainly miraculous. And so it's not something that we take for granted. Uh, which reminds me back to, you know, the first time you got sick and your little mantra that every day is a gift, boy. And that has taken on a whole new meaning. Yep, absolutely. All right. So you're doing well. Um, let's let's just tell everyone out there, like, what are your plans moving forward? Moving forward, uh, working on getting back uh, to school in the spring and getting back into the master's program, working towards uh, getting my master's in education. And that's a big, a big goal. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving the nest again and going back into the uh, scary germ-filled world. <laughs> well, absolutely. And, and hopefully by the time um, all of that happens, hopefully there'll be a vaccine for COVID and hopefully um, you'll have a, a few more um What's the word for it? Antibodies. (laughs) Antibodies. Yes, that's exactly right. So uh, when Matt said all his numbers are good, but he's working on a few things like immunoglobulins, right? So those uh, infection fighting parts of your white blood cells. And so those are basically kind of the last um, area that we have to conquer. Um, All right. So let's move on, Matt. I want to just get to some nitty gritty of what makes Matt tick. And obviously, I'm super proud of you because you're mine, but I'm also super proud of you because you're willing to be transparent, you're willing to be real in your weakness and in the difficulty of what you've endured. So having said that, you've been a real inspiration to so many people, and your resiliency is amazing. So meanwhile, with COVID and the election, you know, and all of the tensions that have happened in the last six, nine months, the entire country seems to be experiencing anxiety, at least to some, some degree as we know it. So if you could sit down with someone and chat with them about their fears and their anxiety, what would you say to them? I would say to them, you know, I imagine the worst possible outcome. Imagine everything goes the exact opposite way you want them to go. And ask yourself, is 
God there? And if your answer is yes, then there's, there's hope no matter what. And that has been my experience, that no matter what I've been through, no matter the darkest days or the brightest days, that God has always been there and he's always been faithful through it all. And I know that's, that's cliche and that's easier to say than it is to do, but it's the truth. Mm. And if you can just let go of all the, the, all the stuff on the outside, all the stuff that clouds the truth there's a real peace in that. And sometimes it takes everything going wrong to see that. Mm-hmm. How did you get there? You know, did it, is it something that just took practice? Because just saying that, like, how do we help people find that? Gosh. Um, I mean, a big thing for me, you know, basically my whole life is just being surrounded with the word and being surrounded with faithful examples of what that looks like. And, you know, a lot of days, a lot of times it just felt like getting bashed over the head with stuff like Mm -hmm. over and over and over again, like every Sunday hearing things like, yeah, (laughs) I know, I know, I know this story. I know what you're going to say. I know all this stuff, but you still have to hear it. And it still has to sink from your head to your heart. And it takes time and it takes repetition um, to become instinct. Mm. So that you don't, whenever everything hits the fan, have to go through the steps to then fall back to to Christ. Um, But instead, to just have that reflex of, I'm here, I know this. So that's really cool. So basically just getting to the point where that's your default, right? Your default in that these are certain things about God that I believe to be true and that no matter what happens or how bad things get, I'll never be separated from him. In a lot of ways, that reflex has been tested throughout Mm -hmm. my life and (laughs) it's failed a lot of times and it's taken those times where it's failed to get to the point now where it hasn't, you know, and it's not, I don't get here without being there. Mm. Wow. That, that, that's, that's touching Matt. And as your mom, I'm like, Oh, it hurts me. Right. Cause I don't want you to have those times because I know that during those times that that is when we find ourselves the most hopeless, but you, you said it right. You, you don't get to where you are now without being there. And so just knowing and trusting that God has used it all in some ways to prepare you for this, this season. Um, I'm interested. Uh, what would you tell people uh, when, if they ask you, what was the hardest part of of this between, you know, April 14th and today, what's been the hardest part? Gosh, really, I mean, there's no easy one thing. There's been a lot of really hard stuff. I think it's important for people to know that it wasn't easy. And uh, because sitting where you are today, again, it it sounds like you're in a good place. And I, I think you're in a good place physically and emotionally. Um, although, you know, you don't survive what you've survived without, you know, there being hard work before you as far as healing completely, obviously. So, yeah, just if you could 
talk to people about, you know, the hard days and some of the hard things. Yeah. Um, I think something that is just unique about this stroke, this whole thing is compared to the last time I got sick is this is just naturally a seasonal life of so much change, you know, graduating college for me getting my, getting into a master's program and pursuing that. Um, and you know, a lot of my friends doing the same things, finding careers, finding their way in the world, getting married, like, you know, that's incredible things. Um, but the hardest thing has been this nagging feeling of while I am getting better, I'm getting left behind. And that's, you know, something that comes from a place of insecurity and doubt in myself and, you know, not anything with the people around me. And it's something that I'm coming to grips with and will continue to come to grips with Mm -hmm. for time to come. Yeah. Well, and I'd be interested how many people in your stage of life also are afraid of these same things, right? And if, if, if your situation just magnifies them. It feels like where you're at in life is one of those times where, again, there's like no clear path, you know? Like uh, whenever you graduate from high school, you knew you were going to go to college. You just didn't know where, Right. I mean, by the time I graduated, I knew where I was going. <laughs> That's true. But I'm just saying like that was, you know, that was stressful trying to figure out your way in the world then. And and so here you are and a lot of your peers are in that same place. Like what does it look like to to find a career, to settle down, to, to find my way? And COVID is kind of stifling everybody's life and, and fully living it right now. Okay, so Matt, uh, you, you were pretty transparent about some of your hardships, but I know that one of the things that was most difficult was when we got back to Columbia and, um, lo and behold, one day your precious little dog, who is like your little everything, she was fine. And the next day she got sick and the next day she wasn't with us anymore. And so, um, I know that that has been really hard to kind of come to grips with. So tell everybody what you're looking forward to this weekend, given, um, the loss of Tilly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that hit me unbelievably hard, um, but this weekend we are going and getting a corgi puppy, and obviously this wouldn't be a replacement for Tilly, but uh, a, a new friend, a new friend for sure. And she's super cute. Mm-hmm. And so, you guys, I'll have to check out Robin May Ministries for um, for pictures of her. Hey, she's already been named. Do you want to share her name with everyone? Absolutely. Um, her name is Grace. And that just is fitting in a lot of ways, um, especially um, I'm just moved and inspired by Grace Gooden and her mm-hmm. perseverance and strength and grace that she has had. Um, through her own transplant. And so uh, really just hoping Mm. that my grace is as awesome as that grace. Mm. And so for our listeners who don't know Grace Gooden, Grace and her brother Grant uh, are special friends of ours. Their parents are friends of ours. And Grace and Grant have a rare 
fatal disease called multiple sulfatase deficiency or MSD. You guys can Google it and also Google them. Um, grant us grace is, um, is their, their, um, ministry. And, uh, yeah. So grace is the first ever person with MSD, um, to do a trial bone marrow transplant and hopes to, um, stop the disease from, from taking her life. So yeah. And, uh, all those, Team Matt people out there, uh, please keep praying for Matt, but also be praying for the Goodens because not only will Grace um, be recovering from this transplant while she's recovering, they're also preparing Grant for a transplant as well. So, but I have to just add that I love that name because I just feel like Grace is all that God's given us during this season, and she's just a little representation of that Grace that God's been so plentiful and blessing us with. So. All right. A couple of quick more questions, Matt. Um, what is your go-to prayer or scripture that's particularly helpful to you that you'd like to share with people? Oh man, my absolutely hundred percent go-to, like if I had to only read one verse of the Bible for the rest of my life, it would probably be Philippians one twenty-one, um, where Paul talking about his hardships, being in prison, he says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And it's just such a loaded um, verse, the idea that if I keep on living, I get to serve God's kingdom here on earth. But if I do pass, then that means I get to spend eternity with God. And so really, it just puts everything in perspective that God is in control, and because of his love and his grace and what he did for us on the cross, nothing can take him away from us. And we get an eternity of joy and just peace with him. Knowing that you have that peace and that reassurance uh, is such a blessing to me, and I see it in how you act and I see it in your peace. And so I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, you talked about like all those Sundays that you kept hearing the same stories and same lessons and, um, man, all those people who happen to be listening that were telling you those stories and planting those seeds. I'm so, so very thankful. So, um, okay. Uh, last question, Matt, and I, I will just pause and just say, thank you so much. Uh, I know you're my kid, but you're a great, you're a great young man. And I join the world in saying that I'm so excited to see what God has in store for you. All right. So last question, what do you want people to know most about you and this experience? Gosh, um, it's loaded, right? Absolutely. Well, I think if there's one thing I could tell people through everything, it's that like so much of what I learned is that this idea of shame and fear that we have is in a lot of ways a lie. In a lot of ways, just how we have our perception of ourselves and the world around us is twisted and you know, being real and being vulnerable and being weak is okay. And it's not just okay, it can be beautiful. Mm. And, you know, that can look a lot of different ways. 
but you know, no matter how it looks for you, there's no wrong way. Um, but you know, it's like life is really lived when we let those things go. When we have no shame and no fear, there's really nothing that can stop us. Mm. Well, the freedom that's in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing that I hear is like that whole, all of those things that, that hinder us and keep us down, like they aren't from God, right? It's just the enemy trying to convince us of all of those things that we just really aren't enough. Yeah, and I mean, I have been lucky enough, you know, from walking around hospital floors Mm -hmm. and from being able to experience people and positive peers uh, at Truman and just when people are struggling, there's just something about it um, whenever you can't hide it, Mm. whenever you choose to let the wall down, um, that people are real and people are inspiring and just beautiful. Mm. All right, Matt, thank you so much for, for sharing your struggle, for being transparent, always being inspiring. Uh, Anything else before we leave that you'd like to say? Um, just obviously thank you for allowing me to to speak to people and for uh, just everybody out there listening who has been praying and been a part of Team Matt. That's just such an incredible uh, thing for me to know that there are a great cloud of witnesses out there mm-hmm. on my behalf. And that's just something so incredible that means so much to me. So I thank you so, so much. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.